Hey, it's Bethane and Bethany, and this is the Don't Kegel Chronicles podcast, the show where we talk about pelvic health, women's health, mom life, and a lot about sex. It's definitely one of our favorite topics. You'll hear from us, two pelvic health experts and the owners of Arkansas Pelvic Health, and interviews with other powerful women and dudes that support us. Welcome back to the Don't Kegel Chronicles podcast. Today we're actually kind of talking about not kegeling. Yeah. So we're covering incontinence and incontinence or leakage of urine. It could also be like bowel leakage. We're going to just pretend like it's urinary incontinence at the moment. So urinary incontinence, people are leaking, right? It could be leaking at all times. It could be leaking when you cough or sneeze or jump, maybe when you walk. But a lot of people know you go to pelvic therapy for incontinence. Yep. We're just leaking, peeing yourself. Let's just make it simple for you. Because a lot of people, if you say leaking, they're like, I don't leak. I'm like, oh, you don't pee yourself when you cough or sneeze? And they're like, oh, I do. (laughs) So, yeah. Get that out there. Different words mean different things to different people. Right. If your urine comes out of your body (laughs) when you don't want it to. That. Is called leakage. Or incontinence. incontinence. Yeah. So I want to cover incontinence. Incontinence is how I say it. Incontinence. <laughs> so um, there's a couple different types of incontinence. Yep. We have stress. Which is like if you jump or sneeze or cough. So an extra pressure or stressor was added to your like abdominal cavity <laughs> and it pushed the extra pee out. We have urge. So urge incontinence is... The type that's like, people are like, I gotta go, I gotta go, I gotta go. And they're kind of like leaking on the way. We have mixed. Right. So, of course, you could have both of those combined. And we have overflow. So, you haven't peed in so long that your bladder says, okay, I'll take care of this myself. And leaks out a little bit because it's so full. It's easier. It's like the path of least resistance out of the urethra instead of back into the kidneys. And functional incontinence. Like if grandma's too old and she's on her walker and she's really trying to get to the bathroom and she just starts peeing on herself. Right. It's just really unfortunate. Yeah, the function of it. Like you're in bed in the morning. Like my bladder typically wakes me up. Yes, same. Like you're in bed and you got to pee and like, oh, by the time you roll out of bed and you get your bearings and Mm. you get your walker and you're walking in there. (laughs) You leaked because it just took so long to get there. So on that type of incontinence, we're mostly working on function, just your basic PT stuff. And we're not going to see a lot of overflow incontinence in our clinic uh, specifically. You see that a lot with like spinal cord injuries. So a lot of in rehabs. Yeah, like a true overflow where your detrusor, the bladder muscle Mm -hmm. is, you know, not getting that signal to, you know, tell you to go or contract to let the pee out. but. I feel like I've labeled overflow incontinence as in a not neurological yes. population. And mostly I feel like I see that nurses and teachers right. or those cuties that are just sitting and doing crosswords for hours. So They'll be cute. like, it only happens when I'm at home, <laughs> when I'm at home. and sitting in my chair. And yeah. I'm like, ooh, what do you sit in your chair for? And they're like, well, the young and the restless. Oh, man. Actually, I made that up because no, that's no, a wrong generation. No, but no, no. That's what my mom used to watch when I was growing Yeah. Up. So a little bit younger the population now. I'm talking about. Um, but you know, they're sitting there watching their shows for a long time. They're doing crosswords Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden they were like, Oh, I got to pee. And then they have to get up out of their chair and and it's like, I don't know. My chair was just wet. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like I kind of label it as that because it's just, it's been so long since you've peed. Yeah. I think the thing about stress urinary incontinence, which is the first type that we talked about is that a lot of people assume it's because their muscles are weak and that's 
not always the case. Well, I think in almost all of those, yeah. everyone just say, says, oh, my bladder's weak. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or my pelvic floor's or weak. Ti- my, my bladder is tiny. Yeah. yeah. I, a, I have I such a, a small bladder. It runs in my family. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that everyone thinks Kegels, because that's historically what we've known. Right. And we've covered this before. It makes sense if a muscle's weak to strengthen it. Right. But, you know, we've covered this before, mm-hmm. and what we've learned recently is incorrectly. Yes. So, Here's to learning better and doing better. So previously we've talked about if people have incontinence, you don't want to Kegel. Mm-hmm. You want to relax the muscle because if the muscle is already partially contracted and you're contracting it more, you're not getting a good contraction. And we kind of compared it to the biceps, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you're going to go get your arms stronger, you're not starting in the gym already halfway up and then, right. you know, going through that tiny bit of range. So you need to relax. So you get full range contractions. And the thing is, is that worked. Mm -hmm. So recently we're at Pelvicon, or I was, but then got grounded (laughs) by her doctor. But she's got the, she's listening. I've been recording. I'm learning. I love Michelle Lines with like my whole being. Oh, she's so good. Oh my goodness, I'm enjoying it. So Taryn, who's who taught us about pessary, she's an Australian physio was saying like obviously we know which was funny to me that she said obviously because in the U.S. it's not obvious <laughs> right like it's like 50 50 or less right. the people that are really like pushing stop kegeling um but in Australia where a lot of the pelvic floor world starts mm-hmm. um it's obvious at this point that we're not kegeling for incontinence and so she was like obviously we know not to kegel but she was like but here's what the new evidence is showing so we thought it was working because people were already partially contracted, not getting a full range contraction. But really the reason it works is because when you're partially contracted, the fascia pulling on the pudendal nerve, mm-hmm. pudendal nerve is like the main nerve in the pelvis and the, it splits and innervates different parts of the pelvic floor. But one part that it innervates is the superficial muscles of right. the pelvic floor, which actually give you continence. And so when you have tension on the pudendal nerve, it, it's not getting good, I guess, not really flow, but messaging to those muscles to actually do their job. So where we thought we were making the muscles relax, it was giving a better contraction. It was, but it's because because the nerve nerve works better. And so I I know what was funny is, you know, because I wasn't there, so I didn't get to hear this talk at that time. But I had a message from our friend Alicia. She was like, my mind is so blown. Did you know this? Have you talked to Bethany yet? And then then Bethany literally texted me that same day and was like, Taryn had this really great talk. And I was like, this is so great. Yeah. And the cool thing about Taryn is we've taken courses from her now. And if I would have heard her talk prior to taking her courses, it would have been way over my head. And this is coming in at almost 10 years of practice and a very curious mind. When I want to know something, I am looking it up. I'm looking at research. I'm consulting colleagues, people that aren't PT colleagues, but like literal physicians, OBGYNs, like I'm a curious soul. So when there's like a mic drop moment, you know, like, I'm like, okay, (laughs) all right, Taryn. But that talk would have been so over my head if I hadn't previously taken some of her courses. And that was still a mic drop moment from her. I hadn't heard her say that before or show the proof of it. But that's one thing about incontinence is for years, we've been doing relaxation instead of Kegels. And I will say early in my career, and I know in years too, because we've talked about this, we have patients doing Kegels. Shut up. Learn the better, do better, you know, I'm like, so annoyed with myself. I'm I know like, Can y'all come back? it's a little yes. embarrassing, but as it our is. mentors say, it you is. should be able to look back at yourself and your practice six months ago and be embarrassed about it. Look back at your website six months ago. You should be embarrassed by that. And that shows growth. Yes. 
Because so, we, we have to always be learning. Like, we can't totally. just, like, stay stagnant. Isn't that an Einstein quote? You're <laughs> not learning, you're dying? Like, truly. Yeah, so that's a one thing. Like, I, I'm actually not changing my treatment approach at yeah, all. We're yeah. still doing uh, relaxation because yeah. that's what it's showing. It was just the idea behind it and why that works right. so well. Brilliant. Right. So that was, like, stress incontinence. Ringing it back. That was yeah. just a moment I had to yeah. drop in there. No, I love that for sure. Stress incontinence. We don't need you kegling. No. We need you te- teaching your pelvic floor to relax mm-hmm. and doing some manual therapy to get that to happen so yeah. that the nerves can work better. Right. And I think with urge, it urge is a little different. Remember, think, urge is that kind of leak in as you're walking yeah, to the bathroom. Yeah, it's like the key in the door situation. When you get home, you get your key in the door, and the urge hits you, and you just start yeah. peeing yourself. I think with urge, a lot of it is just like education and bladder retraining, like of, hey, what kind of irritants did you drink today? So, oh, yeah. <laughs> because a lot of people don't realize, like, I, I am not going to take your coffee away. I'm not going to take away your alcohol, sodas, whatever you want to drink. I'm not going to do that to you. But I want you to be aware on the days that you don't sandwich it. I love the water sandwich of like, hey, if you want three cups of coffee, let's drink a little bit of water first. Have your coffee. Let's drink some water after just to dilute the urine inside so you're less likely to have leakage from the irritation of the lining of the bladder. Yeah, and I think that's confusing to people, yeah, too, like when sure. we're telling them to add water, because people <laughs> say, I add water, and it just goes right through me, yep. but really, your bladder, like, thrives on water, thrives. and so it needs some of that to help the lining not be irritated right. by the acidic things. We're not saying take away your coffee, girl, drink mm-hmm. the coffee, drink it, drink but it. let's give it some water, too, so your body's yeah. tricked a bit, and it's not as, I've like, acidic. I've also changed my practice approach from, like... Uh, when I first began practicing, I was like, you got to have at least 64 ounces of water a day. And people were like, well, all I do is pee. And I'm, so now I'm like, let's add one bottle a week. Right. So it's like it's a too gradu- much it's at once. It's just too much at once. And so I'm like, let's gradually increase your water so that your body can get used to it. So you don't pee like a racehorse like all day yeah. long. I've trained or I've changed a lot of how I do that too. Mm-hmm. I used to have the mindset of I've got this patient for one hour. Let me tell them every Everything. single thing that yeah. I can. And I, I do feel like that's a bit overwhelming because everything that For I can sure. tell you about one, about what I've learned yeah. in all the practice and all the training, like that's a lot in an hour. That's a lot to take home. And so now I'll kind of round it out and be like, okay, so three things this week or whatever. Yes. But with that urge incontinence, and I, this is other incontinences too, but you mentioned like intake, right? I always tell people yeah. like input affects output. Yes. We've all had yep. some tummy rumblies after certain restaurants or whatever, mm-hmm. right? So it also makes sense that input of fluid affects output of fluid. So yeah, those irritants are kind of making you pee more. And so that's the idea oh, yeah. behind the like break the seal, oh, right? Yeah. Like you're yeah, like, yeah. don't pee the first time or you'll be peeing all night <laughs> if you're drinking alcohol. Oh, and yeah, because yeah, if, if you had other fluids and then you switch yes. to all alcohol, that first batch is you, diluted. It's diluted. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And I feel like pregnancy is a whole different ballgame when it comes to peeing. Right. I'm like literally up all night, every night right now. And it's super annoying, but I've never, I have finally found this like water that I can drink. And so my body is like craving it. So I'm like peeing all night long, which is fine. I mean, I'm just getting prepped for the end anyway, like being up all night. But I think gradual increase is the way to go for sure. Totally. And like balancing out your, um, favorite drinks with water. Right. I don't think I've ever had a patient that their favorite drink is water, but anyway, some balance there. Yeah. And also with urge incontinence, I sometimes think it's almost like a Pavlov's dog. Oh, it's it like is. 
oftentimes people like pee right when they get home from work or they always go to the same toilet Mm -hmm. or they always will stop at this one place and pee on their way somewhere. And so then it gets to where your body is like, oh, I see my spot. And it's like getting ready to pee. So that's the key in the door. And so I've had some success literally just changing up people's patterns. I'm like, Um, when you get home, I want you to not park in the garage or I want you to walk in the side door or one of my people's like walks for exercise. Mm -hmm. And every time she got close to her house, she would pee herself right when she got back into her driveway. And she could even take long walks, longer walks and go other places and not pee on herself. But as soon as she hit her driveway. Isn't that crazy? And so we (laughs) did something really silly, but it worked. I just told her to wear hair tie on her wrist. And once she was starting to walk into her driveway, she starts popping her wrist with her hair tie. Just to give her nervous system a little different input. Right, right, right. And it works. And so, like in a house, you can go to a different bathroom. Just break those, like, Pavlov's Uh dog's habits. Yeah. And you can trial that out. I always tell people at home, it's not always successful the first mm-hmm. few times. And I wouldn't want you to pee yourself like in Target. Right. Like at least let it be in your house if it's not successful the right. first few times. Right. But that urge, I feel like, is usually input and kind of nervous mm-hmm. system. So yeah. that take a few deep breaths. You could get your foot muscles moving because mm-hmm. that helps with the pelvic floor movement too. Getting Nosy. that sympathetic trying Stay to calm. chill out. So we do a lot of like thoracic rotation. The sympathetic nervous system lies in your thoracic spine, which is like right below your neck. So if you think about where your ribs are, that's like all thoracic spine, belly button. Um, That's where we're talking about. So the sympathetic trunk lives up there. And a lot of thoracic rotation causes that system to chill out. And that's what we need to do with urge. Because a lot of the times, for me, in my patients, a stress is a huge component of like their life. And so like, we're doing yoga. We're doing thoracic rotation type dry needling, dry needling, chilling things out. Yeah, and then they chill out and they don't have that issue. Anymore. But also chilling out in the moment. Correct. So, you know, if you feel like you're going to pee your pants, you kind of freak out about it, right? Especially if you're in public. So, like taking a few deep breaths. Mm-hmm. I know my muscles are strong enough to keep my yeah. pee in. Mosey to the bathroom. I mean, not that like humans are completely like dogs but you I, you've been around dogs that get so excited they just like oh, they pee. Just pee oh yeah and so like you know the same type of thing could happen when you're super stressed about it right. it's more likely to happen right and so I almost go into my underwhelm state yeah. like if a patient I've had one patient where like they felt like they're about to pee in their pants and our bathroom was like we were the furthest point from the bathroom in the yeah. clinic and she's like, I'm about to get on her hands. I was like, oh, I don't think so. Like, I like, have to go into, like, underwhelm, you know? Nah. And I was like, okay, let's just mosey to the bathroom. Let's make our way back there. Just pause a second. Just take a few deep breaths. She's like, I got to go. I'm like, okay, just take a few deep breaths. You know, like, <laughs> kind of underwhelm it yeah. to balance out the, the overwhelm. overwhelm. And guess what? Yeah, she yeah, made yeah, it. Yeah. But I could understand, obviously, that that would be super stressful. If I was afraid I was about to pee or poop my pants in public. For sure. That's going to be hard to stay calm. But when you think through how the nervous system works, and now we're talking about input-output, relaxation of muscles, that's pretty much how we treat incontinence. And it's it's not – it's the same, but it's different. You know, there's different main triggers for folks, so. And we rarely have a person that literally just pees themselves. There's always – there's Those are the breaks of the day. <laughs> I'm like, wait, that you literally don't have anything else. She's like, yeah, I just, I just pee myself when I cough and sneeze. I'm like, we got this. Yeah, <laughs> let's go. Let's go. It's super easy to treat. The pelvic floor 
is a very interesting group of muscles. Yes. That is for sure. So. And just within all that incontinence talk, like there's different things too, medications. Yeah. Even like hormones and estrogen, mm-hmm. you know, your fascia, there's different things that go into it. We're super simplifying. But the takeaway I want you to get from this is that it's not Kegels. No. It's not contracting your pelvic floor. And so... You know, it's not that, oh, I Googled the exercises. No. There's more to it than that. But it's also pretty simple to treat. So don't live life peeing on yourself. No. No. Please don't do that. Have a great day. <laughs> Till next time. <laughs>